0: Welcome to the I Have Some Notes, Rotten Tomato Prognosticator Summer Spectacular Grand Finale. I Have Some Notes, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. And now, here's your host, the man you've all been waiting for, Liam Creswick!
1: Greetings, dear listeners. Yes, this is, of course, the I Have Some Notes Rotten Tomato Prognosticator, where we take all of the movies uh, that were released this summer, uh, 2019, and follow up on where our guesses on their Rotten Tomato scores uh, ended up. So, before the summer started, uh, along with all the fellow Alberta Podcast Network podcasters, we uh, took a guess at where the big summer movie releases were going to end up on the Rotten Tomatoes scoreboards. Uh, and we have the results tallied, we have uh, f- have a clear winner, and we're going to go through movie by movie and uh, find out exactly where our guesses landed. Of course, the scores were determined by the difference between each guess and the movie's actual rating, so when all the scores were tallied, it's really going to be the person with the lowest
2: score. It's like a game of golf. It's golf. Golf rules. Yeah. Movie golf.
0: (laughs) Movie (laughs) golf.
2: That would have been a much simpler name than Rotten (laughs) Tomato Prognosticator. (laughs) A good
1: sit spoiled, as Mark Twain called it. Uh. Uh, but of course we have uh, two wonderful uh, guests for this show uh, Which I will introduce shortly before I uh, introduce my uh, guests immediately next to me here uh, So of course I am Liam Kreswick I'm Scott C. Bourgeois I'm Greg Beaver And uh, with us as well is uh, Colin McIntyre uh, Here to chime in on Colin?
2: Uh, who's
0: that? <laughs> good evening am- <laughs> I don't evening, think we gentlemen. know a Colin Now here's here's the thing Colin left the show, yes, and that's why uh, Liam brought, was brought in to take over for him. And then, not two episodes later, he's writing comments about the movies that we're watching and sending them in to be read on air. And now, the very next episode, he's back on as a guest. Colin, if you didn't want to go, why did you go? <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, it's uh, it's like the Hotel California—you can
3: check out any time you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, our uh, our other guest uh, this evening uh, from the Flix X-Raid podcast is Tony.
0: Uh, welcome, Tony.
1: Hello. Hello Tony. How's mm-hmm. it going, guys?
2: Good, Tony.
0: Good. Tony sounds very jubilant because, of course, spoiler alert.
2: Ah! <laughs> okay, he did fine. very. He did very <laughs> well. Yeah. There's
0: a reason why he's a guest on the show today. <laughs> well, I'm not going to reveal what his score was. I'm just saying that he did exceptionally well.
2: Before we get going, uh, we were discussing off-air how, how many movies uh, we had actually watched this summer. And, and as most of the members of the, this podcast are, are fathers, uh, the, the amount of movies that were actually watched was actually quite low. I, I got three. I also got three. Uh,
3: I got two. Uh. I think, Colin, you said two and a half. I, I got two and a half. I'm gonna round that up to three because I forgot I'd watched half of Hellboy, so I would say I've watched four movies, but only two of them in completion.
0: Now, why did you only watch <laughs> half of
3: Hellboy?
4: Because that's uh, all you I, needed.
0: Yeah, I feel like I
3: got kind of got bored with it. like it was like it, I think it, it was on it was on Hoopla or something, like it was a free download, and I just I'm like, I'll watch this. then I was just like, why am I watching this? It's terrible. <laughs> I don't I don't I'm not interested in how this ends or where it goes, so I just kind of just gave up on it.
0: You downloaded that movie for free, and you feel like you did not get your money's worth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I
3: feel I feel like I am owed some money.
0: <laughs> and Tony, I'll you take mentioned my that you
4: I've seen nine.
2: <laughs> yeah, Tony's seen nine, so we will rely, be relying on you heavily for some actual informed opinions on these films. Whether or not the yeah the score is is uh, reflective of their merit, and uh, we will of course
1: be going through each of these movies one by one, commenting uh, on the films themselves and the results. Uh, we have uh, all sorts of folks weighed in on uh, on these. Yeah, scores. we should mention
2: like all the other podcasts that were involved. Like in addition to Flix X Ray, uh, uh, our friend uh, Herman at Modern Manhood was there. Um, Emily and Brian from Emily Missed Out, uh, Lucia and Janet from uh, Repodcasting. Um, and Josh and Alan from the PS Two J Show, and uh, actually, we had one one listener was uh, submitted a bunch of guesses, and that was Michael Senchuk. Indeed,
1: yes. And anyone with uh, with notably good scores uh, from those uh, friendly fellow podcasts, we will uh, certainly be sure to yeah, give sure. them credit where credit is due. All right, let's hit it. Yeah, let's get ready. Right, let's get right into it. Shazam! Indeed, uh, Shazam was the uh, the first movie on this list. It uh, came out uh, in uh, April of 2019, and the s- actual retail price. <laughs> actual retail price. Uh, no, uh, the the score that it received on Rotten Tomatoes uh, was uh, 91. It was a 91 percent. Uh,
0: yeah, it was. It was kind of the first big hit that mm-hmm. DC has had with their. Wonder kind Woman, kind semi-aborted one. Uh, no, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Outside of Wonder Woman, though, it was the f- it was the first one in a while. No, I mean, I mean, since Justice League, that second was, one you that can was call the it. First you almost one. call it like it's the second yeah, one. Yeah, I mean the
2: DC the DC universe feels like such such a mess that I think it can be sometimes forgotten that there are there are good movies speckled in there mm-hmm. in places. There's two. Yeah, I and I feel <laughs> okay. bad that yeah, I. That's legit, fair. There's two. I feel bad.
0: I legit forgot about Wonder <laughs> Woman, <laughs> which was a good movie. Yeah uh yeah i it was on my to watch list and i heard a lot of people say that they quite enjoyed it yeah now tony did you watch this one
4: i did i actually took um my nephew to go see it and i I thoroughly enjoyed it uh because yeah this one was actually a lot of fun especially if you're into like the classic comic book uh styles it's very comedic it's well put together comparatively to everything else that dc has done and it's the first one that i've seen dc put out that wasn't dark
0: like visually dark or just tonally dark, both because, because yeah, their color palette choices are pretty gray. And it had dark some loop.
4: visually dark scenes, but it was like on the whole, it was a very colorful film, um, as well as having a very juvenile concept.
1: Yeah, it seemed like a fun movie. Like that. I, I, I lament not seeing it because it seemed like a very uh, fun film. Like they were
2: really trying to get that like. Yeah. Kids horsing around. It would definitely seem bizarre to use the standard DC color palette on a movie called Shazam. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) 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 Now, it scored 91 uh, from our pals at Rotten Tomatoes. uh, But, of course, we all had our own uh, guesses. Uh, Colin, you had said it was 88. Uh, Scott came in at 80 and Greg uh, Ever the pessimist I had the uh,
2: least confidence In it because DC I think I'm justified in that <laughs>
4: uh, No that was valid it's valid to like Lowball this one because it was like DC's Fucked up a lot
2: Yeah but it was like it, it's it's Probably one of the most almost everybody else uh, Scored higher than me on like But the difference there was 21 for me And it was that, I think that was the highest except for Emily from Emily missed out Uh I took a hit, and, and, and I, I took a couple others along the way that kind of cost me the game.
0: Uh, who was the closest? The closest
1: was our one listener guest, uh, Michael. Uh, guessed uh, 90, and again, I got 91. There so go. Michael was only one point nice away. Nice job, we'll Michael.
3: Yeah.
2: Hellboy.
1: Uh, Hellboy. However, was,
3: by all accounts, was not.
2: <laughs> Hellboy. Yeah, hindsight twenty twenty on this. <laughs> nobody on this one. Um, the the actual Rotten Tomato score was seventeen, and uh, almost, well deserved. Yeah, <laughs> and almost everybody, like uh, Herman from Modern Manor, was the only one who had um, almost no confidence in it. Well, nope. Sorry, Janet from Repodcasting also did not have confidence in in uh, uh, Hellboy. But everybody else scored oh, pretty close to like fifty or better.
4: Uh, I thought I would at least get a 50 and then I watched it and I was like, Ooh, yeah, I didn't think
2: it, I, I, I didn't think it was going to be good, but I didn't think it was going to be, you know, acid.
0: Yeah, there's, <laughs> this is, and this is part of the problem with some of the DC films too. And I'm going to, I'm going to say that Hellboy suffered from it as well. And later on in, the, uh, in our ratings, men in black international for that matter, um, scripts that are being rewritten on the fly. Mm-hmm. Like actors who are coming in and getting pages like just before going to shoot them, and the they don't know where the plot is going, they don't know what's happening from day to day. That can't be conducive to making a good film. And a lot of the DC movies suffered from that. Suicide Squad famously mm-hmm. suffered from that, um, and Hellboy apparently suffered from that too. And I. Like, why, why are you doing that? Have a movie written before you go to make a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's not rocket science.
4: Well, that's the problem is we're... The movies that are great are the ones that don't do this, and it's correct. However, the money-making machine that is the media industry now just wants to churn them out as fast as they can so they're picking up project titles and they're like okay you you and you are assigned to this it has to be done by now go for it here's your yep. budget yeah. make make
0: us a movie about obi-wan kenobi go yeah
2: yeah i right? think i think you could potentially make a lot of action movies that way like like pure like kung fu movies and stuff like that you could probably just like write as you're going well that's <laughs> because like because like the, spe- the spectacle is all yeah your, your choreography
0: but, but that's like you your. your cobbling together a loose plot to string together fight yeah, scenes in that exactly. case. You're not trying to tell an epic sweeping tale.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or it's also not like it's not a mighty wind. Like it's not an, Im- <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: an
0: improv mo- comedy movie.
2: And in, right? in Hellboy's case, it's a fairly complicated world yeah. to sort of <laughs> introduce to your audience. So yeah, it does need some attention before you get.
4: <laughs> my, my favorite thing about this is um, David Harbour was supposed to come to the Calgary Comic Expo the weekend that this came out. Oh yeah. Uh, he was was the same weekend the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo was going on, and the Rotten Tomato ratings from the critics started coming in, and it was bombing so hard he literally pulled out all of his appearances for oh, like wow. Uh, <laughs> so he didn't show up for ho- the HorrorCon and there was a bunch of or not the HorrorCon the uh, Calgary Expo. Again, there was a bunch of other Stranger Things people here, and so there was a lot of people mad that he just no showed or uh, canceled like two days beforehand. Hmm.
2: Hmm. That's too bad. <laughs> He kind I mean, of feels, I, like I said in a way I kind of understand it but yeah yeah, it's,
0: it's not very Hellboy no. <laughs>
4: well
2: it's
0: I mean that's got to be tough like yeah. to be in a movie that just absolutely to be the face of a movie that yeah. bombs hard oh, yeah. and yeah. then just be like oh uh, you know I can't face the fans right now I can kind of understand that
2: yeah, yeah. and I think that I, he seemed like he was genuinely excited to be Hellboy yeah I'm, by all accounts but. yeah
0: you really—I don't know.
1: I also when I saw the trailer, I'm like, "Why? The first one's just so good. Like, don't mess with it. Like, it's Yeah, it just and me. it didn't
2: seem like visually, it didn't look really all that different. I remember that being the first criticism. Yeah, like that the, he—they yeah, showed yeah. the first picture of Hellboy, and everyone's
3: like, "Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that movie, yeah. looks yeah, like. So movie why why not get, get Ron Perlman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like Ron Perlman yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seemed. It seemed like the only hook was that this is Hellboy, but it's going to be." R-rated with some gruesome violence, and that was pretty much it. Which, yeah. to
0: be fair, Ron Perlman probably would have been down to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, as
1: evident by our next movie, uh, is not necessarily the uh, thing you need to make a good superhero action movie. Uh,
0: oh, uh, before we move on, oh, yeah. though, who who got closest oh. on this? Oh, sorry. Yes, thank you. Uh,
1: so, yeah, no, uh, 17 was the score for this one. No one guessed uh, it close at all. Uh, so the closest guess... Uh, was actually the, uh, 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 Herman from the modern manhood podcast. Oh no, we did Sorry, was
2: Janet from, uh, uh repodcasting. She oh. gets, she had a difference of 30. Th- she, yeah, she, what'd she guess? Oh no, sorry. Um, you're right. You're right. Yep. Sorry, Liam. That's no, <laughs> right. You're right. I got the spreadsheet here. Don't <laughs> you worry.
1: Uh, yeah, Herman, Herman got 30, uh, guessed 56%, uh, for a difference of 39. So, uh, excellent job, Herman, uh, <laughs>
0: Excellent job not getting anywhere close, but getting yeah.
1: somewhat closer than anybody else. Indeed. But uh, yeah, like as I was a uh, uh, beautiful segue, I, I teed up there and we'll just let uh, flounder. That's fine. I uh, was uh, going into uh, a, a, a fabulous uh, action superhero spectacle. Uh, I don't know if anyone else here saw this. Might have been one of the ones I don't think any of us saw. Avengers Endgame. Did you guys, did I you totally guys see that missed one? That one. What? There was
0: an Avengers movie? Yeah. No, this what? was.
1: Uh, I, I saw this. I think everyone saw this ah, one. Yeah. yeah. It's the movie
0: of the. I've seen movie. it
1: twice now. Yeah. Uh, and so that one uh, got 94 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, a respectable score indeed. Uh, I, I, I expected that. <laughs> now, now, no now less. who
2: was the one idiot here? who did yeah. not have as much confidence yeah, who's, in this movie <laughs> who's, who's so hubristic to have
1: thought that after a decade of planning these they wouldn't just you know <laughs> knock it out of the park on the final stretch uh, I, I was, said Colin guessed 99 <laughs> Scott guessed ninety two. we got a 90 here from the PS2J uh, show we got a cool lady from our pal Tony golly I just can't find
2: oh Greg said 77 <laughs> I remember, I said on the episode when we, uh, when we, I said that endings are hard and I still believe that ending endings are difficult and I didn't really think that they were going to be able to pull it off as well as it did. And they did it in a fashion that I think had I heard about it beforehand, I would have hated with their, with their time traveling, looping back through all the history of all the previous movies kind of thing. I would have, I would have been like, nope, no, thank you. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm. Just flat out wrong. It was a it was a fun movie and, and and a fitting end to the Avengers.
0: Now, I'm gonna ask: Is there a little bit of Return of the Kinging going on here? Uh, and what I mean by that is, is a lot of the critical acclaim happening for it because of all that came before? Is it being held up because of, it's a it's representative of the gestalt of ten years of movie making that happened before? Because Return of the King won a bunch of Oscars. Yeah. But they were Oscars for all of Lord of the Rings. They weren't just for Return of the King. And so I'm not trying to suggest that Endgame's going to win some Oscars or anything. But I am saying, is it being held to higher esteem because of all of the legwork that happened leading into it?
4: I think so. I kind of totally agree with that.
0: I think so. Like,
4: in all the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think there's better movies than Endgame. And I think Endgame was one of those ones where it had so much hype and so many people were looking for so much closure and it just handed it all on a silver platter, and everyone was like, "This is exactly what I wanted. Perfect, great." And I think, honestly, the time the time travel thing bothers me to this day. I rant about it all the time about how annoying that was to me. Um, and I actually didn't enjoy the film. I think I'm one of the, like the very few who I walked out of that going, "That's exactly what I didn't want." But everyone else wanted it, and I was like, "Okay, whatever."
3: Yeah, I, I won't. I won't say I, I'm uh, like I kind of feel the, as a little kind of like Tony does. Like I felt like. Not underwhelmed, but I feel I feel like between Endgame and Infinity War, I'll watch Infinity War every week because I think I think it's like far superior to Endgame. Whereas Endgame I kinda of felt like, yeah, this was this was yeah, it was sort of like the, the the end of the saga and it was being viewed as that as opposed to just a standalone or even or even a sequel. It wasn't it wasn't the sequel to Endgame, it was the or sorry, the sequel to Infinity War. It was like the sequel to everything. It was was a victory lap. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was exact. Yeah, good point. A victory, good, well said. It was a victory lap, and I I, I think that's why I would, I would adjust my score downward after seeing it,
0: so. I I disagree. I don't think Endgame was the victory lap. I think Far From Home was the victory lap. Mm. Fair. I will say, I've never been in a movie theater where,
1: because I saw it opening weekend, and I've never seen an audience collectively cheer like that. Like, it was, it was from a movie-going experience, I think the thing I liked about Endgame was I've never been in a room with people w- witnessing such a like cultural, like shared cultural experience. Yeah, it, it's up there of like with playoffs and stuff. Like when he when he gets the hammer or when he like he says Hail Hydra and the audience loses their mind. I'm like, this is co- this is so cool. Like I don't yeah. care if this is a mediocre movie. This is a fun film going
2: experience that I really treasured.
0: That's fair. That's that's a that's a, uh, that's fair, a fair way to look Paradoxically,
2: it. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree that it's a mediocre <laughs> movie because I, I would actually opposite to Colin would would up my score. I, I think I think for me it would be I, it, it would be somewhere in the 88 range or something like that. It's you know it's the same it, it's it's about the same quality as every other Marvel movie, but um, the the end sequence uh, the the to your left moment um the hammer like all that stuff just um uh, made it and it's something else entirely for me um and just the, all those hair raising you know uh, this tingles up your spine moments that the movie had just uh, just brought it to a new level mm-hmm. yeah big big
1: setups big payoffs uh and speaking of payoffs our our closest uh guess um from from our crew Colin you were 5 points away you guessed 99 it got 94 Um, You were not, however, the closest guest. Alan from the PS2J show, uh, guest 96, giving him a cool two points on that one. And again, we're playing golf rules. So uh, excellent work, uh, Alan. Uh, You're a real uh, keen eye, uh, dare say uh, something of a detective. You know, (laughs) the next movie on our list uh, was uh, one I was unabashedly hyped for uh, uh, because I'm I'm just a a child at heart. And uh, Detective Pikachu is the next on our list. It got 68 on Rotten Tomatoes
2: yeah i think the critics got it right um it's it i i said to you off air alien that like it was weirdly inaccessible mm-hmm. like in the sense that like uh i felt like as i'm watching it if i understood pokemon more than i did i would be getting way more out of that movie um there wasn't like it felt like it like I, I I I really dug the concept, but it didn't really take its time explaining the universe to to people who are fresh to Pokemon or 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 only understand it through the context of Super Smash Bros. Like I do.
0: Yeah. It was it was expecting you to be going into the movie as a fan of Pokemon, mm-hmm. not just someone looking to see a a movie.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember the, the moment that, like, um, Mewtwo was introduced. Uh, that I got a sense of, like, oh, I'm supposed to know who this thing is. And <laughs> I, I, I no idea. Yeah.
4: See, as a Pokemon fanboy, I loved this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still play all the games, so I was super hyped for it. But I would, I kind of figured as well with how big the universe of Pokemon is, it wasn't going to be easily accessible. That's why I actually low, low-balled it. But my opinion of it is a lot higher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Tony, you gave it a 65 and uh, Colin gave a forty-eight, uh, and uh, you know both uh, both came under what the Rotten Tomato score was.
3: Yeah, I'm to 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 just uh, I gave it a forty-eight because I'm going to play the old man of the group here and say what's a Pokemon? <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's most yeah. So, but I mean, it sounds like it was a nice movie and excellent. That's it, good. it was a nice movie. That's
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. really the it was it was on my list of movies that I kind of wanted to see, but never got a chance to see it in theater. And now I'm just kind of like it'll turn up on Netflix. Yeah.
4: Come on, it it got accidentally dropped, uh, what, a week beforehand on every streaming service, a full version?
2: Oh, right. Oops. I forgot about that. Um, So,
1: yeah, so our best guess on that one uh, was uh, actually Tony. You were, up, as much as I gave you uh, crap a second ago for lowballing it, you said 65. It got 68. Three points. Uh, Tony uh, won that round, followed closely behind by uh, Lucia from Repodcasting, and... Yeah, those were the probably the two closest scores. Uh, none of none of the "I have some notes" guys came even close. <laughs> um, Scott thinking it's going to be an eighty-five movie. Uh, I, I thought there was some Ryan Reynolds shine on there. That's that's
2: fair. I
0: think I remember the trailers looked pretty good yeah
2: and it it looked legitimately funny i thought that was going to carry the day
0: i think i honestly think that it was the fact that it wasn't a very good introduction to pokemon probably Mm -hmm. is what hurt it and i think that my expectation was that it would do a better job of introducing that world to people who maybe aren't familiar with it yeah which it did not do and that hurt its ultimate score with the critics so but we all we all love those little critters that follow us all around Uh, Not unlike a certain
1: dog. In uh, John Wick, (laughs) Chapter 3, Parabellum. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum is uh, our next film on the list. Uh, It scored 90. uh, uh, Not too far behind Avengers Endgame, it would seem. Um, And not too far behind uh, uh, Shazam either. So uh, 90 was the score. Uh, Colin, you gave it uh, 67. Scott, 70. Greg, 80.
0: We were all kind of lowballing it explicitly because we were like, "It's part three, and how much more can they do?" Like one of these is gonna, one of these is gonna come up short, and then it kind of didn't. So we all yeah. ended up with so I, I,
2: I reluctantly gave it an eighty because I did not like John Wick Two all that much.
0: Famously, you don't like John Wick Two all that
2: much. <laughs> and uh, and I was uh, I I knew that the critics were probably still going to like this one, so I I. I, I My guess ended up being fairly close. Um, And I did not like Chapter 3 that much either.
0: (laughs) I did, but... John Wick 1 is an excellent movie. It's one of those rare movies where I actually like it more the more I sit on it. And it's currently one of the few movies that I have rated five stars. Um, It is a masterclass in world building. It's got excellent action. It's well acted. It's, it's a near perfect film. Two and three are fine. They're good movies. They just aren't as good as the first one. And I don't know that John wick can get back up to that plateau. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Tony, what did you think of this one?
4: I actually didn't get a chance to watch this one. Um, It's one of the ones on the list. I haven't seen yet. Um, but I kind of lowballed my guess on it on the same kind of idea that it was the third in the chapter, and where else could they go? You know, I I liked number two, but it was like it's a great action movie; it's not a great movie otherwise, and so I didn't have a lot of expectation from this, and so I kind of reluctantly gave it a seventy-nine. I'm like, yeah, that'll be close, yeah. and it I
2: wasn't mean, like the John Wick. The first John Wick's the only one that has some semblance of a character arc. And-
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, the first one's a complete movie. Yeah. And two and three are very much sequels teeing up sequels. Yeah. And so you don't get, you're not getting a full story out of it. Yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I don't think they're as good as the first one. Because the first one tells a complete story. If there was only the first John Wick movie, I'd be satisfied.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure that I'm going to go see a fourth one, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. That seems fair. I, I, would, I, would watch, I would watch the Halle Berry spin off of John Wick, though. She was it, pretty good. Yeah. John Wick 3 was, was really good whenever Halle Berry was on screen. That's how I felt about it.
1: Uh, well, a big shout out to the uh, PS2J show. Uh, because uh, both Josh and Allen came within one point, uh, each on either side of 90, a uh, guess of 89 and 91. So they got 90 uh, they got one point uh, each in this and then our, uh, our listener guest Michael not too far behind with uh, only being five points off with a guess of 85. Uh, again. Uh,
0: there I have some notes crew.
1: Uh, wildly off base.
0: <laughs> we've got a we've got a movie podcast, yeah. but our movie podcast focuses on crummy movies. So it turns out that we're not actually very good at guessing how good movies are going to be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, a little a uh, little lighter fare for our next film in the list, Aladdin. Yeah, pretty uh, tepid response to this one from the uh, Rotten Tomato uh, audience. Fifty seven percent for Aladdin. Uh, uh, do you guys remember where you came in on these?
0: Not even close.
4: Yeah. I guessed really low on it and I still came in under this but I I watched it and I, I still think it deserves lower than it got.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... Everyone who I know who went and saw it came out of it feeling kind of the way they came out of Beauty and the Beast where it was like eh. It was kind of like a soulless remake which lost a lot of the magic of the original mm-hmm. and that uh that's something that will carry on later this summer with lion king is yeah I understand I was it. Just say, uh, having probably, not seen either of
2: them but. we can probably copy copy and paste whatever we're going to say about aladdin and just put it right into the, the lion king i don't know why disney's doing this
0: it's, there's speculation they're doing it to hold on to copyrights yeah yes and that that means it's, that in it's 10 years old yeah and in 10 years we're going to see another remake of aladdin animated this um, time perhaps
4: It's a little bit to hold on to copyrights, but it's also because they're realizing they have a new generation of children who are unaware of the previous properties. Right. And so by putting out all these reboots, they're reintroducing a new group of a new generation to the original properties for the purposes of selling merchandise.
0: Here's here's an idea. Why don't you just re-release the originals in theaters? And then look at that. You've introduced a new generation to the magical movie you made before. They've been doing that. It doesn't work. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. the the yeah. The remakes have been getting well, really still tepid. To, they still have to get
2: though. the parents to drag their kids to the theater. I that's, guess, yeah, so sure. like if the parents don't want to go, then they're.
0: Whereas the they parents' nostalgia brains are being tickled by the idea of a remake, a live action remake, yeah, yeah. and uh, that gets them out to the theater, I suppose.
3: I think I think what's interesting about Aladdin too is that on our little list here, like. Even even to this point, even as we get to hear most of the movies that have been really bad have not done very well, uh, but uh, this is where Aladdin breaks that mold because Aladdin made a billion dollars. There's only six movies that have made. Yeah, it's it's actually number six uh, worldwide gross this year. Holy shit! Yeah. So yeah, taking the kids. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, so I, so I, so the the question is, why is Disney doing this? Well, between this and Lion King, it's because
2: they're Scrooge McDucking it all into their piles yeah, and piles 2. And of Two point seven
4: billion dollars. Yeah, so. the, Disney because doesn't, the soulless machine of Disney doesn't care about it as long as they're making the Benjamins.
0: Well, and at the end of the day, a Disney bomb bombs at a billion dollars. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what a fluff
2: Perch, the podcast, hosted by Rob Roach of ATB's economics and research team, connects with experts, influencers, and big thinkers who are shaping our province. Each series connects the topic of the most recent episode of Perch, a research publication produced by ATB. Learn more by visiting atb.com perch.
1: Indeed, well, I guess we can uh, uh, move right along to uh, both one of the... Uh, literal and metaphorical biggest movies of the summer uh godzilla king of the monsters uh much hyped uh much lauded uh i'm, I'm a fan of king tepidly king. reviewed yeah, very tepidly <laughs> reviewed uh f- rotten tomatoes only gave it 41 so less than 50 that's a fail um but uh yes yeah, um uh, int- oh i sorry i guess we forgot to say sort of who won aladdin on that one Oh, whoops oh. my bad sorry um <laughs> Uh, the closest guest, uh, Emily from Emily Missed Out, came in with uh, seven points. She, she gave it 50, and uh, 57 uh, was, uh, of course, the score. And Lucia from Repodcasting gave it uh, 53, so for a score four. So uh, both of those folks know exactly what's up with Aladdin. Colin, Scott, and Greg, 15, 18, and 13 points, <laughs> respectively. Uh, Tony with 11 not too far behind them, so... Uh, are you
2: are you digging on us because you weren't on I the, wasn't on, on, on this on right? I just get to I
1: get to completely unbiasedly report <laughs> Despite the fact that you won you the were, first one Despite yes.
2: the and also despite the fact that you were scheduled to appear yes, on it. You're never
1: going to I'm sorry. <laughs> it, an impromptu thing came up and I couldn't do last year's. I'm sorry. Um, but King of Monsters. The King of Monsters. Yes, I get to read the scores now. Is my penance. Uh, <laughs> uh, King of the Monsters. Yeah, I got 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Uh, do you guys remember what you what you gave it i like i like hearing you try to try to backpedal and see if you can
2: justify your guess (laughs) i gave
0: i gave it a good score because i wanted it to do well Mm -hmm. uh and zero yeah
2: (laughs) i gave it a bad score because
0: i understood
2: that the previous one was also not super great
4: see i actually just watched this one uh last week i finally got around to watching it and i wish i'd seen it in theaters and I stand by the score I gave it, but I think it's because I hated the acting and it was garbage. The story was like, what the fuck am I watching? But the monster fights, that was top notch. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all and I cared about. Let's
0: be fair. People are going to see the monster fights.
4: Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: We were joking earlier about an action movie being a loose plot stringing together action scenes. That except with giant monsters. Mm-hmm. That's what I was expecting out of this movie, which unfortunately I also haven't had a chance to see in theaters or yet. Uh, in spite of the fact that I wanted to go see it, made a great deal of noise amongst my friends that I wanted to go see it, and then they all went and saw it without me, and then <laughs> I have not had a chance to see it, <laughs>
2: leaving you in Aww. the lurch with no
4: Godzilla. Yeah.
0: So right, that'll be—is
4: be that a tiny violin I hear playing?
1: A little bit. And lurch, lurch wasn't in, wasn't one of the monsters in this movie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, of our of our correct guesses, actually, Greg, you were pretty pretty darn close. Yeah. Uh, with the fifty, sometimes. Uh, as as well as uh, Emily from Emily missed out. Um, you you two were uh, got nine points for that one. So so good guess on on uh, assuming that a the ninetieth Godzilla movie ever made might not have the most uh, exciting fanfare behind it.
2: Yeah, speaking of not having exciting fanfare um, behind it,
1: talk about things nobody asked for or wanted. Uh, <laughs> X Men, Dark Phoenix. Oh boy. Oh boy, twenty-three from Rotten Tomatoes.
2: I think this is the second worst-reviewed movie of the of the summer. Is that not correct? The
1: first being probably Hellboy. Yeah, yeah, Hellboy wouldn't
2: be the worst there.
1: Uh, But uh, congratulations to uh, Colin. Uh, You were very, very close. Your guess for X-Men Dark Phoenix was 25 and it got 23, so you got two points. Colin, Uh,
2: you actually, yes, yes. (laughs) you said on the podcast that this was your worst movie of the
3: summer guarantee. And you were and right. I was pretty. I was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, I. I. This is. This is the other full movie I've seen this summer outside of. Uh, outside wait, wait, of
0: wait, wait, wait. 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 <laughs> so wait. 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 You saw three movies, and one of them was Hellboy, and one of them was X Men: Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the movie. The movie that you guaranteed us was terrible.
4: <laughs>
3: hmm?
4: Wait. Wait. So this is why you host a movie a, a podcast about terrible movies, right?
3: exactly it uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway uh, i was gonna say even at 23 that's still 20 points too high because this was just a flaming train wreck covered in poop <laughs> going downhill really really fast i feel i feel bad for all of the all of the actors in it because mm-hmm. i feel like because there's some good actors in it and i feel like it was all this they were all the sort of like we're under contract we got to get this out and yeah and the one thing like the other thing i don't understand about the movie is that the the guy who made the previous Phoenix movie was involved in this. So it's like, how do you get to screw up a movie twice? That's, yeah. that's what I,
0: <laughs> you know, what was a really kind of awful X-Men movie, that dark Phoenix movie we made, who should we have direct our new dark Phoenix movie? That guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Maybe he wanted a chance to redeem himself.
1: Con- maybe he was just contracted for two movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe he was contracted specifically for two Dark Phoenix movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, by by a landslide, Colin, you were the, the best on that one. Uh, no one else came close to predicting just how bad this movie would be. So
3: congratulations, question mark. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, actually, my, 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 my prize is I get to make another. I get to direct a Dark Phoenix movie. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it.
3: Uh, We're actually also mistaken. This is the third
1: worst rated one. Uh, Hellboy would be the worst. Uh, But actually, we we should have just looked a little farther ahead on our spreadsheet. Because the next one on our list, Men in Black International, 22. Only one Rotten Tomatoes point behind uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, 23. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Men in Black International got 22. And uh, by the looks of things, uh, Greg, you were on point for that one.
2: Yeah, I was quite certain that uh, uh, another Men in Black movie was not going to be done well. Uh, there there haven't been, I mean, there's been one good Men in Black movie. The third one was, was mediocre at best.
4: This one also suffered from the constant changes because it was originally uh, slotted to be a crossover movie between the Men in Black universe and the uh, 21 Jump Street universe. Did they
0: adapt this from that?
4: Yeah. Yeah
0: ugh, why? That's that's a script that should have been shredded and they should have just started from scratch.
1: For sure. You gotta think about how many movies there are in Hollywood. Like, scripts on producers' desks that are fine. Just fine movies that just get passed over because someone's like, no, we need to put 21 Jump Street into the Men in Black universe. Wait, that didn't work. Let's just hack together a
0: Men in Black movie instead of... We've already built the sets. Yeah. Someone go tell Chris Hemsworth what to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It feels like, like the kind of movie, movie
2: pitch that um, some writer pitched as a joke to a producer. And, and the
3: then, producer
0: was like, here's all the money.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so Men in, Men in Black International was the other half movie I watched this summer. And this one, we actually rented it. Watched half of it one evening because then we got sleepy because, you know, young kids yeah. went to bed, forgot to watch the other half the next night, and then the <laughs> rental expired. And we're like, eh, we're <laughs>
0: better off. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, it's too bad that they got all your money, though. <laughs> um, we'll uh, we'll keep uh, moving this right along
1: with uh, uh, did you know? Honestly, you know, Disney clearly they can make good original content. Why they're making uh, uh remaking stuff from the nineties, we'll never know. Because Toy Story four delightful ninety seven percent from Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what a what a great film!
2: Did anyone see this one? No, no, nope. Okay.
1: Whew, wow, it's actually might have been the top. it uh got better than End Game, so maybe we're all idiots.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was. Uh, I'm. I'm genuinely shocked by the the fact that. It, I mean, I shouldn't bet against Pixar, and yeah. I didn't really, because I get, I guessed ninety. Yeah. But I, personally, I was. I was just not really all that interested in yet another Toy Story movie, and. Partly because Toy Story 3 seemed to button everything up quite nicely.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that was my argument was that Toy Story as a trilogy told a very complete and very good story. Mm -hmm. And I was legitimately flummoxed by the idea of making a fourth one. That seemed like making a sequel for the sake of making a sequel to me. And yet everyone loved it. So what do I know? (laughs) Yeah. Guess they had more story to tell there. Yeah, um, but uh, pretty good guesses, at least, uh, for for everyone
1: having their finger on the pulse. Uh, uh, Tony, congratulations, five points for that one. Uh, Colin with four. Um, But it was actually our uh, pals uh, uh, over at Repodcasting who came in with uh, one point. Only Uh, Lucia guessed uh, 96, so congratulations, uh, Lucia, with one point. As well as uh, one of the individuals, um, Josh from uh, PS2J, uh, also uh, one point.
2: Um, Speaking of don't betting against things so. Yeah, don't no.
1: <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home
2: is, is, Do you think
1: Spider-Man movies are Bankable and popular? <laughs> I, have a feeling I
0: don't you know. know I think they're so bankable and popular that Disney and Sony Would be fools not to continue Making them Yeah. <laughs>
4: Which is why they just announced they're gonna keep doing it
0: That's exactly right, I was hoping someone was gonna Pick that up <laughs> Glad that's all sorted out, Mom. Yeah. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. Thank, Thank God,
4: God pitching we that.
2: continue to give them all of our money. Yep. <laughs>
4: all right, so knowing that they're going to do another Spider-Man one, and we've had Homecoming and Far From Home, what is your guess of the next home movie?
3: Oh. Home uh, Alone. Yeah, Sp- that's what I was just thinking, too. <laughs> Spider-Man
2: Home
0: Alone. Spider-Man Homemaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, weekend at Spider-Man's i'm thinking <laughs> spider-man homewrecker homewrecker Ooh, get the oh, wrecking crew in there
2: oh yeah, he's, he's, he's i'm all I, jonathan nolan on this I mean, <laughs> actually i think yeah i
1: think homewrecker might be that's a good guess because then you could put the wrecking crew in it uh,
0: never right? appeared in the in the movies that's yeah oh i haven't heard of these villains <laughs> oh they're they're a villain group who are like demolition stuff they're they're all like super strong and their their gimmicks are all like i have a ball and chain and i ha- i'm mm-hmm. i'm a i'm bulldozer man <laughs> like it's it's goofy and it's perfect yeah. Um, and yeah it got I
1: got 90 uh, but uh you know uh, every every i have some notes host uh, and uh, tony gave it way less than 90 <laughs> 76 85 88 and 81 uh, for the four of you so uh, explain yourselves <laughs> i
4: I thought that people would be marvelled out at this point with Endgame being at, in the same summer. Or um, I thought, you know, oh, there's no way that they could release another Marvel movie that people would still enjoy and go see. I thought it would be people would be overwhelmed. They'd be at the point of being like, nope, I'm over Marvel. They've gotten this big climax. I'm done. And this came out, and I actually, I actually enjoyed this way more than I enjoyed Endgame personally.
0: I I'm kind of in the same boat. My thinking was that it would. Like, how do you follow up Endgame in the same summer? Like, there's no way it's not going to fall flat. And then, whoops, turns out it was actually pretty good. And that's why earlier in the in the episode I had mentioned, like, Endgame didn't feel like the victory lap. Far From Home felt like the victory lap. That was them going, yeah, we did that, and now we're having a little denouement with Spider-Man about it. Yeah. <laughs> also, Mysterio was cool. He was cool AF. Yeah, key.
2: yeah he looked really cool. I still have, I not have not seen this much to my shame, and I'm I'm... I'm all about the Spider-Mans.
0: Yeah, I feel really bad. I
1: haven't seen it either. Again, not for lack of trying. I had multiple, I tried to go with multiple different groups of friends and they either had already seen it or had better things to do. And yeah. Oh, the
0: tiny violin is playing again, but not for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, no, uh, definitely go see it. It's pretty good.
3: My, uh, my, my reason for giving it a, a whopping 76 was every movie that comes out, I'm always saying, well, they got to like, got not stick a movie this time, right? Like, they have to put out a stinker at some point. This right? is why man. we keep
0: betting against Pixar. It's the exact same Am- reason. <laughs>
3: yes. they man and they the Wasp. Keep Getting proven wrong. They, they learn their lesson from
1: Cars 2, and they're never going to go wrong again. Um, you mean Cars 3? They made
4: Cars 3? Oh,
3: man. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. I, uh, <laughs> Colin, yeah. you're a
0: dad. You should know yeah. they've made Cars Three. I'm not.
3: I, I'm in the uh, we're 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 in the Moana years at my house <laughs> Okay, right
0: fair, enough. fair enough.
2: <laughs> I was just gonna ask. Did you go see Meow Meow too?
3: Uh, not as of yet. We're we're we are waiting to add ask that to, to be one of the grandparents for uh, that'll be on the Christmas list. Nice that way? Once once it comes into the house, it's probably never leaving.
0: Meow meow being of course, Secret Life of Pets <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, movie that we have Colin done daughter on daughter. I have some notes. Yes.
1: And uh, you know, uh, pretty pretty darn close. Greg, you you guessed eighty eight, so that's two points uh, for you. Um, but again, uh, Lucia from uh, Repodcasting uh, crushing it, three points with a guess of eighty seven. Uh, Scott, not too bad, eighty five points. Or eighty-five. So, uh, five 80,
0: oh god, I got eighty-five no, points. Eighty-five. <laughs> Guess five points. Should have guessed two percent for it. Um,
1: but again, our pals over at the uh, PS2J show, Josh, a uh, ninety-one with one point. So, uh, um, this one, this one, people had a pretty good beat on. You know, this who, was
2: also the point in the game where I started to make a, an enormous comeback. <laughs> yeah, I was. I and I, I, I thought at like in around uh, Dark Phoenix, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm super hooped. There's no chance of me winning this. And I ended up coming, you know, the game will be way back. A little bit respectable. Being
0: optimistic about Hellboy and Godzilla pretty much sank my chances in this game. <laughs> the
1: Lion King is the next on our list. Yep.
0: Copy-paste, Copy-paste Aladdin. Aladdin. Copy-paste Aladdin.
1: <laughs> 53% for this, 57 for Aladdin. So basically I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chalk those uh, four points up to Will Smith. Uh
2: <laughs> like just the general
1: bankability and likability of Will Smith gave gave uh, Aladdin a slight edge over I, Lion King. I,
2: I think, to a man, we were all and a woman, we were all pretty confident that this that Lion King was going to be better than Aladdin. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. and uh, and wrong, 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 yeah, wrong,
3: very wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Did this also make a billion dollars, Colin? Oh yeah, all of all of the Disney's <laughs> so actually all of the Disney movies made a billion dollars.
0: Again, Disney bombs at a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, Dumbo actually bombed. Dumbo only did 353,
0: which... That's we true. Dumbo oh, Dumbo right. didn't... We even. Yeah, it's not even on the list. Well, that's because Dumbo came out before came the summer. came out kind of pretty... Yeah, when we recorded
2: it, it had already come out. Yeah. I think it was coming out the weekend we recorded, actually. Like uh, that sounds right. Life. And it was yeah.
0: already getting pretty terrible yeah. reviews. Yeah. It's too bad. I like Danny DeVito. Um, but I the... don't think he was what was wrong with that yeah, movie. I don't think... <laughs>
1: um uh, but again, uh, actually Tony, congratulations. You were the best guess out of a lot of them with a 60.
4: That's because I hated this movie on principle before guessing it <laughs> because they kept calling it the Lion King live action remake, but there's no live action in it. It's yeah. all CGI and it bothered the shit out of me they kept calling it that. So me sp- uh, the, you, this guess was spiteful. When you which go is to why the it's Sarah so
0: when you go um, to Serengeti so and train some lions and film them, then you can call it a live action Lion King. Yeah. yeah right. Fan. Right. This is what
4: my thought was, and I'm like, this isn't live action. Stop calling it that. It's just a straight remake.
2: Honestly, if it was, if it was like, if they literally went to Serengeti and just filmed some some hyenas and then put like some big lips mouths <laughs> on them and like did <laughs> the, 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 the pantomime, I would have, I would have been much more entertained. I that. a thousand percent <laughs> want to
0: see that version of the Lion King now. <laughs> Fair like enough. do the Mr. Ed thing it's just some lions yeah. with some peanut butter in their gums. <laughs> yeah. Moving their mouths.
2: No attempt to line it up all, at all. It's just kind of the mouth is just kind of floating over top of it. <laughs> Creepily. <laughs>
1: um yeah, uh the the second last one on our list here, uh a far f- huge tonal shift from the Lion King, but it's uh what's it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh the Quentin Tarantino film. That one uh landed a cool 85.
0: Yeah, I did not get a chance to see it. It was not oh my god. one that I was burning to see. I haven't seen, seen it twice eight yet either. Actually,
1: hmm. Tony, sounds like you have some thoughts on that when you said, "Oh my god."
4: Yes, because I've seen it twice in theaters. <laughs> okay. uh, I loved it. It's like it's so stunning. It's it was such a well put together uh, movie, and it's just one of those things where it's like what they do with the Manson family in it and with like D- uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt's characters and how they interact. It's such a good buddy movie, but it's got such great like Tarantino esque moments to it. And it's just, it's awesome. It's so good. <laughs>
2: nice. Yeah. I can't, I can't say I've seen a Tarantino movie that I didn't like. And it, I mean, I've seen plenty of Tarantino movies where I thought, Hmm. There's a lot of parts of that that were problematic, but like his his ability um, to uh, write incredibly engaging dialogue is just uh, unsurpassed. I think
1: uh, speaking of unsurpassed, uh, congratulations, Greg. <laughs> uh, I believe one of the only zero points for a round score with a correct guess of oh, 85, a
0: hole in one. to yeah. keep our golf metaphor. Yeah, look at that. A hole in one. One
1: sip on a time in Hollywood. <laughs> That's not even a a pun. I don't know why I said that. That's not a thing. Uh, (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, pretty close. But also our our listener, uh, Michael, uh, with uh, Guess of 87, came very, very close, uh, as did uh, Herman from Modern Manhood, uh, Guess of 87, coming very, very close. Uh, Scott, you weren't too far behind. Tony, you weren't for too far behind, uh, four and five points, respectively. Um, I keep bringing up uh, listener guest Michael. He's very uh, very good at guessing. I wonder if that's going to come up again. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is the last movie on the list. Uh, this, of course, is part of the Fast and the Furious uh, extended universe. <laughs> I, I threw up a little in my mouth saying that out loud, uh, but uh, yeah, sixty-seven uh, for uh, Hobbs and Shaw. That's kind of what I expected, more yeah. or
0: less. Uh, and that that's... But you expected fifty-five specifically, specifically <laughs> no, but, less. No, but I mean, it's it's in the it's in the ballpark of what I was expecting, yeah. which is to say, it's a movie that's going to make bank, but is going to be critically panned. Yeah. Uh, I I lowballed what I thought the critics were going to give it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's basically what I expected. I believe
2: I gave it the average of what all the Fast and Furious movies got, so I think that was a fairly decent method of going about it.
1: Yeah, Tony, you uh, you gave it a uh, fifty-two, but Colin, you gave it seventy-three. Um, uh, seems like a real uh, unlikely pairing, the two of you, uh, real Hobbs and Shaw situation. <laughs> how do you how did you, how do you feel with these results? I mean, I guess it's not too bad. You're only sick. You got you actually. Sorry, I, I'm 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 throwing shade on here. Like, I have any idea what I'm talking about. You and Greg both got six points. You were you guessed uh, six points above. Greg guessed six points below.
3: I felt like it would do. Yeah, I felt like it would have a good, a good, an okay rating, just because I feel like out of all the offerings in the summer, it looked it looked more. It was just looked like a really dumb, goofy action movie, which um, you know I think you don't see that much anymore, and I feel like. You know, usually the Fast and the Furious movies they pull in they they've they they become a billion dollar movies uh, anyway. So I figured that they're like they got a pretty good audience and that they would come out and pump up that score. So I felt that was you know so I, I think I overshot it a little bit, but I mean I feel like that uh, I got pretty close. Yeah, Uh, it money wise, it did not make a billion dollars. It only it made a paltry seven hundred and fifty two million. I guess that's the end of the Fast and Furious series. (laughs) Probably bankrupting bankrupting Dwayne Johnson, uh, (laughs) poor guy. But uh, yeah.
4: Oh no! Whatever will he do? Yeah,
0: fall asleep crying on his pile of money with his beautiful wife.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, also, want to shout out to Emily. Missed out podcast, both Emily and Brienne. Uh, I guess sixty-five and seventy, uh, giving them each uh, two and three points respectively. Uh, those were all of our movies for the summer. Any uh, before we sort of announce a winner? Any uh, final thoughts?
2: I I just wish that I had time to go see more of them. I, I <laughs> it was it's extremely difficult right now to to watch. I suspect that my movie watching will go up hopefully next summer. Maybe I'll see three or four instead of one or two. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I could have been able to see more. Um, the ones I did see, I was I was reasonably
0: pleased with for the most part. I, uh, like it was a bit of a mixed bag through the summer, but it's worth noting we, we do the summer movies because that's like the big franchise tentpole blockbuster mm-hmm. movie time. But really like, The whole year is the blockbuster season now. Yeah, yeah. It's every weekend. There's one big movie release, and we could we could do this for the whole year, and we'd still have like big, huge movies coming out every weekend. Yeah, we're not going to because we yeah got other things (laughs) (laughs) we've got we've got movies to fix. (laughs) Uh But uh, but like that is that's just kind of the reality of the world we're living in right now, movie wise.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Colin, any any final thoughts?
3: Uh, I don't think so. I feel, I feel like I feel like a lot of these movies, uh, like actually, there. I actually, I really wanted to see two in theaters. One was um, Avengers because I'm a sucker, uh, and the other one was Godzilla because I like big monsters smashing into each other. Uh, and I'm planning to watch that tomorrow. But all these other movies, like um, a lot of like, uh, especially like like the Disney remakes, like yeah, like feel like feel like even had I the time, I probably would have maybe seen maybe one, maybe two of these movies. But yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sure whether that's just that's just me re- me me reacting to certain sort of the movies that are out there, or just they're not so much for me. But I mean, yeah, like I feel like I was I felt I was kind of just kind of underwhelmed with uh, with a lot of the uh, the fare that was coming out.
2: Yeah, I mean the the move the summer had a real case of remake and sequelitis, and 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 the movies that I. You know the, there was a couple of movies that I was just going to see one way or another and you know when we got a babysitter for them and stuff like that but like I wasn't motivated to do that for a lot of them yeah and I, I think that kind of speaks to the uh, the level of you know uh, quality or, or or the amount of interesting ideas that were put forth before the summer hmm
1: uh, Tony, any, any thought? You saw the most of the a lot of us. Uh, <laughs> do you do? You, how do you think the summer looked as as summers of movies go?
4: Um, I saw the most of them, but I'm not gonna lie. Like, I didn't expect the ones that were good to be as good as they were, and I definitely saw a lot of like the Disney remakes, and it's. I I kind of am over remakes. I'm constantly looking for newer things, and that's why I think I lean more towards stuff like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, sure. which is original content, and it's you know. I think it's better and it's better to see something that has not been told in this way before, as opposed to just the movie industry churning out remakes and sequels and, you know, spin-offs and all these things. And it's just like, I get it that those are the moneymakers, especially over the summer. But I kind of, I had seen the most, but I kind of sit here and go, yeah, there was a lot of garbage.
1: Yeah. It's actually the only one on this list that is a wholly original. And Shazam and Detective Pikachu are the only ones that are the first like they're they're obviously adaptations of, of comics and video games, but they're like the first of their lot.
0: So does Shazam count if it's explicitly part of a shared universe, though? I'm more just kind I know. of No,
2: these these DC movies are kind of more independent now.
0: Yeah, they've Justice League kind of made them <laughs> semi abort their shared universe. Yeah. yeah. It's now it's now more of a like Loosely, it's a loose canon now instead of about a hard yeah. canon.
2: They DC seems to be having their cake with their TV series now because they're doing the crisis on Infinite Earths and stuff like that, and they've right? They
0: roped in like every former Superman actor, yeah, except which is Camel. Honestly,
2: kind of cool. Yeah, I, I don't watch any of those shows, but you know, good for them. Indeed, having fun with it.
0: Oh, and Dean Kane. I don't think Dean Kane was invited. <laughs> Sorry, TV Superman Dean Kane.
1: <laughs> uh, uh. Yes, and so uh, I'd also like to shout out a congratulations when all the scores were tallied, when uh, all the the bets were in. Um, uh, Greg, you uh, got two hundred and fifty nine. Uh, Colin, uh, two hundred and seventy five, and Scott, uh, three forty nine. So Greg was the winner of the I have some notes crew, and I, as is tradition, came in last. Came in last. Uh, however, congratulations, uh, Tony. Uh, with 236 points, uh, you were the winner out of all of the podcast uh, 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 hosts and producers that we
2: pulled for this uh,
1: for this uh, episode.
2: Good job, Tony. Woo! I think you were pretty much of the podcasters. Anyway, you were in the lead almost from the get-go. Yeah.
4: So con- it's congrats- like I run a movie podcast or yeah. something.
2: Hey, well, that <laughs> feels like you're throwing shade on, <laughs> on a bunch of other movie podcasters.
4: <laughs>
1: uh, though, honestly. Uh, the real winner this summer, uh, aside from uh, anyone who went and saw Toy Story 4, was uh, Michael, our listener guest. Michael with 222 points. Uh, congratulations uh, to our listener, Michael, who uh, w- when asked. Hey. Yeah. Um,
2: Michael uh, actually told me that he he ran a statistical re- regression algorithm to make his guess. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, so it turned out that that worked out pretty well for him. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tony, uh, since you yes. won. You get the honor of picking a movie for all of us podcasters to watch and or do a movie of. So what movie are we watching?
4: Oh, I decided since, you know, Halloween's upon us that I was going to challenge you guys. And since you love terrible movies to Freddy versus Jason,
2: oh boy, oh boy, (laughs) I'm into it yeah Liam's Liam's up for it
0: now uh, unfortunately I don't know that it'll be out in time for Halloween
2: yeah I I think it will actually okay fair enough we'll be good
0: all right so uh, around Halloween time right here on I have some notes we will be fixing Freddy versus Jason an imminently fixable movie and you'll be able to uh, hear what all of the other Alberta podcast Network podcasts who were part of this game had to (laughs) think about it because they get to watch it too (laughs) Uh, and the
2: final note is, uh, uh, Michael, uh, who, who won the entire game. We, I also let him know that he can choose a movie for us to watch mm-hmm. and he has chosen Hudson Hawk.
4: Oh, I've oh. done a review of that
0: one. That's such a good one. Oh, Anita's going to want a guest on that show.
2: I, I yeah, I actually told them. I think that uh, Danica, uh, Anita, and Aaron had said that they wanted to, they they had pitched that at one oh, point. Oh, so we might we might make the girls yeah, do it yeah, and gender so we flip. We may it. not have actually have to watch that one. There you go,
1: <laughs> amazing. Uh, well, yes, yeah, So uh, congratulations, uh, Tony! Congratulations, Michael, uh, uh, for our winners this year, and uh, uh, congratulations all of you for sitting through this uh, fabulous episode of Side Notes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at I Have Some Notes. Uh, if you like the show, please consider uh, a rate and a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. You can also find all our episodes on the CKUA radio app. Download it from the Apple App Store. Remember to check out all of our sibling shows over at the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Uh, our episode next week, we will be uh, doing the Will Smith film, Wild Wild West. Yes. Thank you very much,
2: Colin and Tony. And Tony, you're sorry, before we go, okay. what, what's the what's coming up on your, your podcast on Flix X- X-Ray?
4: oh, well, the next episode I'm putting out is Freddy vs. Jason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least he's he's delving down into the muck along with all the rest of us. Oh, yeah. I think he just wanted an excuse to see Freddy vs. Jason with everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you guys can
4: also follow me if you want. Uh, You can find me at FlixXRaid on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those as well as FlixXRaid.com.
0: Fabulous. Colin, what are you up to lately?
3: Uh, I am doing... Not too much, changing diapers and watching Moana. Uh, <laughs> find out what I'm. Uh, and I'm also gearing up for uh, the hockey season to uh, make fun of the Oilers. So uh, I'm on Twitter at Colin in Edmonton or on Instagram at The Calidia. Uh Thank you very much.
2: Uh, I'm Liam Kresik. I'm Greg Beaver. And I'm Scotty Bourgeois. Keep watching this, sky.
4: This episode is brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. And guess what? So are we. And who are we? Well, I'm Josh. And I'm Alan. And we're Presser to Join. We have a weekly podcast bringing you current events from everything from gaming to comics to technology, security, all that fun stuff. And every episode we bring you a recommendation for something we think you might like. And uh, we've got a special Bad Descriptions game that we're playing every week now that Josh hosts. Yeah, new for 2019, I've written a whole bunch of bad descriptions of things that seemingly makes no sense, but once you know what it's to, it's painfully obvious. And then at the end of every month, we do a deep dive into the history of a gaming company, franchise, or... Just even technology. We've done arcade cabinets one time. Popular things like Mario. And then things you don't know about, like Earth Defense Force. You can check us out at ps2jshow.com, albertapodcastnetwork.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So as always, thank you all very much for listening. And thanks for pressing start.